in the house of God. Amen.
said, we have to act. Baharat is a place where
the Lord will lift you up. Maybe the Lord will lift For if nothing restrains the Lord, nothing even death, nothing Take roll call. Who's missing from amongst us? And they discovered, and it says, 
surprisingly, Jonathan and his armor bearer were gone. Now, I, when I think about the surprisingly, in my mind and in my heart, I think, I wonder why it was surprising to them. And my mind goes immediately because Jonathan was probably an unlikely candidate. that had already been captured by the Philistines began to pursue the Philistines. And the Israelites that literally in that area that the Philistines had moved into, that had gone into the caves of the hills and were hiding, they came out and began to pursue the Philistines. I mean, God rallied his troops. They arose. over this Jordan with my staff, and now I have become two companies. He sums up that 20 years with one statement. That's, look what the Lord has done.
to submit to. God says what he means, and he means what he says. His promises are yes and amen. Many people have tried to enumerate the promises of God contained within the Word of God. Literally. I mean, I've seen numbers as high as 2,800, 3,000. I've got one that says 38,000. Wow, Josh. Wow, Josh. But if it was the small man, I mean, the question is, ask yourself, how many of those promises do I know? If you know 28 of them, you know one of them. and 80 promises. If we just prayed 1%, 28, we'd be doing well. We're falling. You see, Isaiah the prophet reminds us to remind God. Isaiah 45. In the King, I love how the King James says it. It says, command ye me. Command ye me. 45.11. That's the King James. Uh, Isaiah 45.11. What's crazy is Isaiah 45 is written to us. Written to us. God knows the future. The scripture says in relationship to who God is. He is the one who declares the end from the beginning. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's omniscient. Omniscient. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's always. Past, present, future. He knows. That's why he can say the lamb slain from the foundations of the earth. Jesus was a slain Savior from the beginning of creation. It was always God's plan. That's why he could say to Judah in Genesis 49, through Isaac as he leaned on his staff, Jacob's staff. chapter 45, he's making declarations about a king, an anointed one named, personally named in the scripture, Cyrus, who is a Gentile king of the Persians. He declares it 170 years before Cyrus is even born. He calls him by name. 
Concerning the work of my hands, you command me. Did God just tell me that? Yes, yes. Because I've already told you. I've already told you. I've already given you the promise. I've already given you the prophecy. Now you declare to me that which I've already declared to you. Remind me of what I have said to you, so to speak. As if God needs to be reminded, right? But we need to be reminded. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So we tell God, thus you have said to me, just like Jacob did right here. Jacob exercised faith. He said, God, you said. You said.
He's not done my door. He's not done my door. He's helping me get up a brick. And I knew, and I just said, no, seriously. And I took the brick, and I got in my car, and I drove down to 3rd and Burnside in this bookstore that we've been praying for as youth leaders at our old church with those students and for up to six years until Christ Christian Fellowship. And I know I had prayed for that place for over 20 years that God would shut it down. And they were leveling. And how many times we had laid our hands on that wall and said, God, if you cannot use this building for your glory, shut it down. It's this old bookstore. And Thursday, somebody told me to pray for them. And I prayed, God, bless the building. We never prayed for them. Today, we've moved on to a different a big deal. That's a church. God says you're willing to use this church to do his work. I'll never forget walking across the campus. In my mind, this not no kid from Huntington Beach. I spent the last seven years or eight years of my life preparing for what I thought was my future. And I was that guy who actually believed that I might play in the NFL. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Albeit I was talking to Jesse Johnson, albeit I was talking to Steve Jackson at the time, albeit all that stuff aside, I'm walking across the campus. I'm walking across the campus, and God speaks to me out of the fire. It's eight and a half hours. supposed to make a decision about where I was going to work. I had three job options, and I had told every one of them, well, I'm a follower of a Christ, and I can't take the position until I hear from the Lord. And I was supposed to spend time seeking the Lord, and I didn't. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Most people don't. So 
I remember sitting at my kitchen table. I was telling Kim again, it reminded me this morning. And I told the story, just the whole thing about even getting married. And I, you know, here I was out on the rock on Thursday. And I'm like, all right, God, if you don't speak to me regarding Kim. And I got so desperate, I said, I'm just going to let my Bible open up. And the first verse that jumped out, that's what I'm doing. And my Bible always opens up to Proverbs 16. Be careful, read Proverbs 16. It's in there, right? And so I'm like, ah, and I open it up and it dropped to Ecclesiastes. And I was like, this this could be good or it could be bad, right? (laughs) Ecclesiastes, if you don't know the story, it's a short dark verse in the story about the church in Ecclesiastes. Everything is vanity, right? And so I'm reading Ecclesiastes 4.9. Literally the first verse I read, two are better than one. to believe that God will because God is and he wants relationship with us. So here I was that morning got three job offers and sitting in the kitchen I was supposed to preach at uh, Lonely Wood. Now here I am with my Bible again. I said, you know, this is a bad idea. Maybe I should just not do this. Maybe I should just not do this. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I don't want to do this in the flesh. I can do it in the flesh. I can't.
way. And then we felt like God was telling us it's time to shut off the attachment to it. And I remember we're sitting at that same kitchen table. We just sit at every table in this house. All right, we believe this is God's will. Let's let God tell us what it's going to be. If you write a number on a piece of paper, I'll write a number on a piece of paper. Of all the numbers that it could be, let's write a number. And if it's the same, we're supposed to do this. Six digits is exactly zero. It was so far outside of the realm of reality that our house would sell for what that number was. And I mean, are you kidding me? We wrote down the same number that was just so like, what? No way! Because it was it was so outside of the realm of reality. And we believed that God had spoken to us that, just like Jonathan in 1 Samuel 14. Hey, well, if they say, come on up here, we're going to believe that that God, he's delivered us, or he's delivered them into our hands. And so we put our house on the market, and our realtor was like, I don't even want to be your realtor. I'm not going to have you open a house. You want to be away from my son? Time and time and time again, he came to us. You've got to change the number. You've got to change the number. You've got to change the number. He said, you've got to change the number. You've got to change the number. Six months went by. He sat down with us. He says, my contract's done with you. I'm done. He said, well, don't call him. He says, you want to change the number? I said, sure. He says, all right. Well, you know what? We're not going to have you open again.
you will hold your peace.
even as Dan Adams was saying at the beginning, Lord, this is my blessings and the benediction of the Lord. Love on each other. Share what you're believing for with one another. And let's have an amazing week in Jesus. God bless you.